everyone. Welcome back. We are recording our fifth episode, our fifth podcast of Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner. I'm here again with Pastor Shelley on this beautiful day. Uh, even though we've had a hurricane hit, it's still a beautiful day. It's a great day to be uh, here talking today. Lots of water. A lot of people are flooded in the panhandle of Florida and in Alabama. Mm-hmm. We want to remember them today, but it's good to be here and good to be dry. Yes, sir. Today we are talking about temptation. Uh, temptation is definitely something that is in the minds of many believers. It's something that we all face. It's it's not for individuals or, or, or people to think, man, this, this is only something that I'm going through, but all Christians face it. So today we're talking about temptation, what it is, what it looks like, And we're going to give five scriptural truths about temptation, and then also five ways that we as Christians can fight temptation in our lives. So today, Pastor Shelley, take us through that and what that looks like in our lives. Temptation has the potential of destroying an individual at any time, at any moment. So the more we understand temptation, the better off we are. Mm -hmm. So here are the Here are the five truths, scriptural truths, about temptation. Number one, temptation is not a sin, but sin is at the door. Right. And we know that temptation is not a sin because Jesus was tempted. Yes, uh, in Matthew chapter 4, we have that that uh, account of Jesus in the wilderness when he is fasting and, and Satan comes and tempts him three times. We, we would even argue that in Matthew 26 in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is praying, there, there was a temptation there uh, to, to not necessarily do what God had called him to do. But of course, we know that he resisted the temptation in both of those accounts. That's right. And so temptation is not sin. So if you're going through a day today and there's temptation around you, that's not sin, but sin's at the door. Right. It's very important to, to not just blow it off, to understand that sin is right there at the door, and it could be serious if we fall. The second truth about temptation is that the Scripture tells us that temptation is limited. I'm going to read this verse in 1 Corinthians It says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yes. Scripture tells us that that we're not tempted all the time. There are times where we can face that temptation, and and then there's times where where we're not tempted. Uh, But we do know that, that temptation does come for all people, it just may not be at all times. It is, it is limited. And then uh, I believe you touched on the third point there as well uh, that, that you have. Yes, the, the third point is that temptation is escapable. It, it goes on to say, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So it, it, it shows us in this passage, it teaches us, that no, we're not going to be tempted all the time, but temptation can come at any time. Mm-hmm. So we have to, as believers, we have to be prepared and ready for when temptation comes. We, we can 
understand that when we are tempted, that it's limited. It's not, it does not have the power to overtake us. And number two, the third point is that God gives us a way out of the temptation. Remember when Joseph was tempted uh, with Potiphar's wife, they were in that house alone and, and she came, came on to him and he runs out the door. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect picture that God will always provide us a way out when we face temptation. Yes, we, we can look at, uh, again, Jesus in the, the garden when, uh, not, excuse me, we can look at that time also in, in Matthew 4 with Jesus in the wilderness and Satan is tempting him. Uh, there was a way out where say, uh, Jesus adhered to the scriptures and, and fought Satan with scripture, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there was a way out and it was confronting Satan with the truths of scripture in that situation. But Jesus did not succumb to the temptation because God had made a way out. Absolutely. The fourth way the fourth scriptural truth about temptation is that temptation does not come from God. That's very important for us to understand. In James 1, it says, when, tempta- when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Now, notice what that says. And notice we need to understand where temptation comes from. It doesn't come from God. Mm-hmm. It does come from Satan, and you just shared in the, in the wilderness, he was tempted by Satan. Uh, also, Job was tempted by Satan. So we know that temptation comes from uh, Satan. But there's other ways temptation can come. Temptation can come from other people. Mm-hmm. Peer pressure. Peer pressure is a good example of coming from another person. And we all, our teenage kids, our kids, we're careful about who they hang around because of peer pressure and temptation that can come their way. Mm-hmm. But... The main source of temptation is found in this passage right here. Notice what it says. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is dragged away and enticed. Yes. It, we read in, in the book of Romans, in Romans chapter 3, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is righteous, no, not one. In, in the, the book of Jeremiah, it talks about how the heart is deceitful, deceitfully wicked. No one can know it. We ourselves uh, are usually at fault when, when temptation comes because we're fallen people. We can see in, in the, the Garden of Eden when uh, Adam and Eve were tempted. They were tempted by Satan, but they fell into it because of their own spiritual state. And, uh, and so we have the, the source of temptation within us, and it's our, our corrupt heart. And uh, we'll talk about ways that we can fight that in just a second. But let's look at that last point of the, the last scriptural truth about temptation. Number five, temptation brings sympathy, mercy, and grace from Jesus who identifies with our temptation. Yes, he sure does. Absolutely. Notice what it says in Hebrews four fifteen. It says, 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way. Tempted in every way. Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are, Mm -hmm. yet without sin. That's the big difference. He was tempted like us. Right. But he never sinned, which is another proof that that sin, that temptation is not sin, because again, Jesus was tempted, yet he did not sin. There you go. It goes on to say, "Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may notice this, receive mercy, and find grace to help us in our time of need." What is our time of need in the middle of temptation? So this verse says that Jesus sympathizes with us in our weakness. It says that he identifies with us in our weakness. It says that he will, that we will receive mercy and grace in the midst of our temptation. Right. Isn't that powerful? Absolutely. The, the fact that Jesus is there with us in those times and that he's been through it and that he can sympathize with us, and and we receive his grace and his mercy in those difficult times. So the five ways, here they are. Temptation is not sin. Temptation is limited. Temptation is escapable. Temptation does not come from God. And temptation brings sympathy, mercy, and grace from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a second. Let's move away from the truths about about. Uh, temptation in Scripture. And let's look at from Scripture, looking at the Word of God, what are some five different ways that we can fight temptation when it does creep at our door? We talked about how it comes for everybody, and it is coming, and uh, it, it is coming for us all, but we have ways that we can fight against it, not necessarily to eliminate it, but so that we can face it and bring God glory. Number one, The number one way that we can fight temptation is through relationship with God. If our relationship with God is strong, we will have be stronger against temptation. If our relationship with God is weak, then our battle against temptation, we're weak Mm -hmm. in our battle against temptation. So number one is relationship. Absolutely. We we have to and at first encounter the gospel, you know, face that salvation. That's how we get a relationship with God. And then it's from that relationship that, that he empowers us. He, he fills us with the Holy Spirit, empowers us to be able to then resist temptation afterward. Think about God's relationship with Job. Mm-hmm. It, it was good. God referred to him as a righteous man. God, God put him on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, Satan, look at him. The thing that carried him through all the temptation was one thing, his relationship with God. Right. I mean, and then looking again at Matthew 4 or Matthew 26, when Jesus is in the garden and he's praying, the, the thing that fueled him forward was that relationship that he had with, with the Heavenly Father to, to be able to face the, the cross that was to come and the temptation that was to come. Amen. The second way to fight temptation is through prayer. And we see that again with Jesus in the garden. Mm -hmm. What was he doing? 
praying. He was praying. And then also he had his disciples there with him praying. It says in uh, Matthew 26, verse 40, And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay. So Jesus prayed in the garden, and he did not fall to temptation. The disciples fell asleep. Mm-hmm. They did not pray. And what happened? They uh, denied Jesus. They, they ran the other direction. And, and when the people came and took him, they were not there with him. Prayer is a key element in the fight against temptation. Absolutely. Number three, the scriptures. You said it earlier. In Matthew 4, when Jesus was tempted... He went to the scriptures. He quoted scriptures to Satan. Satan is is misrepresenting scripture, and Jesus is proclaiming the truth of scripture. Absolutely. Jesus was one who would meditate on scripture day and night and and then also memorize scripture. Now, we talk about that a lot in our our D group setting. Scripture memorization is a very important aspect of our, our D groups, and so... When, when faced with temptation, Jesus had scriptures that he had memorized, that he had taken to heart, that, that he had that put within him so that yes. he could face sin and temptation. It says in Psalm 119.11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. So, so when temptation comes, we face it with the word of God and the truths of scripture. Absolutely. Number four, the fourth way we fight temptation is through the body of Christ. We must come together as believers, supporting one another, encouraging one another to follow the Lord and to resist temptation and sin. I believe James 5 has something to say about that, doesn't it? It sure does. James 5, verse 16, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And so looking at the body of Christ, looking at the true church and the true koinonia of that fellowship, that's that's what church is, is going with the body of Christ, going with fellow believers and, and bearing our burdens with them and supporting them through prayer and then also uh, just engaging with them, walking with them in uh, their lives and in, in their walk with Christ. Let me ask you a question. Is Sunday morning at church one of the, high points of temptation in Noah's life. Absolutely not. <laughs> Why is that? Because the, the whole purpose is I'm worshiping with the corporate body, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we're supporting each other uh, you know, in that corporate time of worship. You know, we preach sometime that people act one way on Sunday and another way on Monday. Well, we know that's true, and, and we tie that to a, hypocrites and being hypocritical. Right. But let me tell you another reason it's that way. It's because tempta- when you're with the body of Christ, the tendency is a lot harder to tempt somebody when they're gathered with the body of Christ than when they're at work on Monday morning. Right, and that's why you need to surround yourself with the body of Christ in every circumstance and situation that you're in. It can't just be on Sunday morning. It's got to be throughout your life, throughout the week, surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you, uh, a discipleship group 
or, or you know, just fellow brothers and sisters that are going to lift you up and support you through tempting times. That's right. Sunday morning, I'm really, really good on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Number five, boundaries. How do, how do you fight temptation? You fight it with boundaries. What do we mean by that? Well, be careful in the people that you hang around. Be careful about the places you go. And number three there, be careful about the passion of your heart. Mm -hmm. If the passion of your heart is chasing after money and chasing after this world, and chasing after the things of this world, I'm telling you, it will lead you down a road of temptation that you don't want to go. Right. Uh, so looking at that, setting up boundaries, limiting your exposure to certain people. And that's not to say don't love all people. We do as Christians. We love all people. But there are certain people that in your life that you're going to have to maybe limit your exposure or maybe even eliminate that relationship with them because they're bringing you down and, and leading you into more temptation, which is causing you to sin. Uh, the places that we go, we, we had talked about uh, the issue of an, of an alcoholic should not go to a bar right. because the temptation is going to be greater there. If you're, if you are, uh, you know, at school, you have you per, pe persons and, and groups and people that you hang with that, that are going to lead you, but also places that are going to lead you further into temptation. And then also your passions. Uh, if your passion is not glorifying God, but it's glorifying man or lifting up yourself or pursuing uh, money or pursuing your your own desires, it, that's just another road to lead you down temptation and cause you to sin. And Jesus was passionate in the garden about the cross. Mm -hmm. It was the whole purpose he was there. And through it all, even though he was tempted there, he overcame it because of his passion for the things of God. The more passionate we are about the things of God, the less we have to worry about Petty temptations of this world. Absolutely. Uh, one final thing before we close out, uh, we wanted to share Ephesians chapter 6. This talks about the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, the temptations that come against you. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And so that just highlights I mean, the amazing, awesome ways and the, that, that Christ has set forth that we can resist temptation, putting on the whole armor of God, 
standing against the devil, standing against the schemes. And so we want to uh, challenge you all to, to read that study on, on the, the, the armor of God. Uh, make that something that you memorize, something that you can use when temptation comes against you. And we're going to list these five things on the podcast so they will Absolutely. have them uh, so they can refer to them. I want to I want to close by praying over all of us as we fight the good fight and as we uh, resist temptation and be obedient to God and His Word. Let's pray. Father, I pray for every person that's listening today. I pray for all of us as we fight temptation. Lord, we want to please you. We want to serve you. But as we live in this world, we know that temptation will come our way. So Lord, we thank you for these biblical truths about temptation that we can apply to our heart and our lives. And God, I pray that we will, we will fight the good fight. That Lord, our relationship with you, our prayer time with you, our scripture memorization, and our work with the body of Christ will help us put up boundaries in our lives to, to resist temptation and to follow you and be passionate about the things of God. Lord, I pray for the one today that's listening that has fallen into temptation. I lift them up today. When we sin against God, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I pray that prayer today for my brothers and sisters that, God, they will seek forgiveness. God, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, for going to the desert and going to the garden and going to the cross for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank you, Pastor Shelley. Uh, again, the, those points are going to be in our sermon notes or in the podcast notes. If you have not yet, subscribe to our podcast, share it, uh, let, let other people know about it, leave a review. And uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, remember, Jesus is the answer.